Uh, this is Patrick Ridge with the Ridge podcast, which we've recently changed to Learning to Lose. Wickham is in Canada shooting a cannabis. What's Drake's producer's name? He's like that. They're like been best friends forever. Drake has this like one dude who's his producer. I have no idea. I'm with Matt Boy Epic. Hi. What's Boy Epic? But it's Matt. Yeah, Matthew, Matt, yeah. Matty. And he just performed last night um, in some. You know, Moroccan Lounge, whatever, downtown LA. It was sick. Uh, the Chumba crew came. Jason Evigan was there. And um, Tony came. Some of the Ridge guys. And it was really, really, really dope. Yeah. Uh, Matt, Matt, Matt does some editing for us. He's an insane editor. He edited like our best work to date, um, the Languas video. And me and Matt talk like. Um, Every other day. Yeah. About. Because <laughs> he's been editing a lot of the vlogs and. Um, mm. So, what up? What's up, man? Um, just, uh, you know, this is the first podcast that we've done, that I've done, without Wickham. Do you feel weird? Um, just right there, I kind of was like, wait a second. Like, where's my co-pilot? Right. Because he would have probably jumped in and asked some. See, the thing about having Wickham that's cool is like he... Like, for me, it's almost kind of corny to ask, like, certain shit because I did the music thing. Mm -hmm. But he's interested in certain things that, like, other kids his age that haven't had the experience that I've had are interested in. So, I guess, like, it would be kind of cool if you want to just do, like, a not, like, a super detailed, like, biography or what would you call that? Just who I am. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, Well, you know. Uh, I'm an artist, you know, uh, I've been doing boy epic for several years now. Uh, you know, I, I tend to like four or five, ah, man, like, cause your shit's kind of popping. You, this guy's like 300,000, uh, yeah, YouTube like, subscribers, which is insane. Yeah. I started back in 2012. That's when I first started boy epic. So that's like five years or six five six years somewhere around there but you, you want it to be as low as possible yeah that's what i do too with hyper yeah. for a while with hyper crush mm-hmm. i would always be like and like because the longer you've been at it mm-hmm. the more it's like fuck like why am i not yeah Which we'll, talk, we'll talk a lot about that because that's kind of the, the premise of this whole podcast and hopefully mm-hmm. by the end of it we'll both have some like real peace right and like all that other shit like really doesn't matter but sorry continue no yeah no i mean i've been doing it since like 2012 for mm-hmm. boy epic mm-hmm. um you know obviously coming off of like as a scene kid and a scene band back mm-hmm. in the day right yeah but I started Boy Epic, and I just I just knew that being in a band wasn't really my thing. Right. Uh, you know, I, I I I started it with an idea of who I you thought I was. Uh-huh. And, you know, I've, I've really stuck with it. You know, I, I lean heavy on film influence. Really? You know, I'm so influenced by film with not only, like, my music, but also with my visuals, my music videos. You know, it's... I can't get away from it because film has always been my number one passion. Whoa, me too. Yeah, like, you know, when I was little, my dad um, took me to go see, like, Goodfellas and Pulp Fiction and stuff like that. Like, I didn't grow up with Disney movies. Right. So, you know, I've always kind of just been in this hardcore... Alex. Oh, wow, that's so dope. Yeah, like, it's just... That your dad was doing that. 
Yeah, we know my. It pissed my, my dad too, actually. It pissed my mom off, but really, yeah, she's like. like I, I remember seeing Basketball Diaries and and yep. and uh, what's eating Gilbert Grape like changed my life. I was crying mm. afterwards, and mm-hmm. I just remember being touched by films with my dad too. Like that was the thing that kind of like bonded yeah. us. No, I think the 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 first film that ever made me cry for the first time was uh, I was so small when it came out. My dad took me to go see it. Uh, it was Braveheart. Oh wow. I still can't believe you took me to go see so you're that. you're a little younger than me, so yeah, so yeah, but did you see wow so so you cried in that, yeah, well, of course, bro I mean, that like that's the thing that's so dope about films mm-hmm. it's, it's like they really do shape us, I mean me and you for sure mm-hmm. i the, the level of influence I've had through films, I can't even well it 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 really had an I, impact I, on me because yeah. Like the first, you know, I get asked this question a lot because, you know, being a musician and a singer, you your know, influences, like yeah. what was the first album you ever bought? And my answer always throws everybody off. And it's, I bought the soundtrack to Braveheart. That's so rad. That was the first thing I used to just put it on and cry. Wow. <laughs> I have no idea why. Wow. I think it was like some repressed feelings from my family life, you know, it was a way for me to kind of let go. It's a really incredible soundtrack. Just short clips on that. That's it's, that's really long. Um, <laughs> it, you know, I was just watching Outlander, which is a show that's it's basically in the same time about almost the same shit, but it's like true. But this is, uh, uh, but so was uh, um, that movie. That was true. Oh yeah, the William Brave, Wallace story. Yeah, Braveheart, yeah. but yeah. it's Scottish, right? Yeah. Oh, but they lost. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so this show is based around like before, right before they they went. Really? And like, but whatever. So I need to watch that. Is it on Netflix? Yeah, that that that. Yeah, it, no, I think you should watch The Last Kingdom first. Oh, that's right. You're telling insane. me insane. But um, wow, that's really cool. That's powerful. That to have that kind of an influence and. Yeah, you know, and I think that's what also like gravitated towards or gravitates me towards the films I like now, right? You know, like so growing up as a little kid, like not even fully developed brain, you know, I was watching these very dark, dramatic films, you know, and still to this day, those are my favorite type of films. That's the kind of films I want to make eventually as a director, actor, yeah. whatever, you know. And your, your music videos, there's one with Jason where you're a vampire. Yeah. Like, so Matt has like, how many, you have like probably like a handful of music videos. Yeah. And they all have like a couple mil. Mm-hmm. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, I, that's, I just kind of want to like yeah. establish that first. So Matt has fans all over the world. Mm-hmm. And I think that, Honestly, like, because I have a similar thing with Hyper Crush where we, like, did our thing. And, um, you know, when you're comparing to, like, which we're always doing. We're always comparing ourselves to other people who are either more successful or, you know, which is really just a relative term, to be honest with you. But what I'm saying is sometimes I'll look back and be like, you know what, like, when I see, like, your, when I think of your mm-hmm. brand and your art and, like, your videos and, like, just everything about you, it's, like, it's it's so dope. And it's, like, I can tell that the influence came from, like, that, like, mm-hmm. cinema. Because you do, Matt does so much. Like, he's such a big part of all his videos. He did, you did your last video, dr- uh, Drama, mm-hmm. pretty much by yourself. Yeah. I mean, not even pretty much. Yeah, I mean, my, like, you the, did the whole thing by yourself. But, yeah. But like what what I was what I was getting to was like there's this kind of like punk rock 
aesthetic, but, but what also like reinforces that is like the story, like having had, like having gotten this organic following and like done it all yourself. And like, you pretty much got so it's almost as far as you, I don't want to say as far as you can get, cause I still think you can get further or whatever, yeah, but yeah. like, there's this kind of like you're being a fan. Like it's like this fuck. Yeah. Like this is ours, you know? Well, and, that's, that's the thing I'm running into right now. And I've always kind of been dealing with is like, I think the big reason why I'm having such a hard time getting bigger on YouTube, especially like, you know, I have almost 350,000 subscribers. I have about 75 million uh, you know, total views um, on all my videos. But I hear a lot of people, you know, talking in the comments and, you know, and on whatever social media platform saying like, man, I really love Boy Epic, but I kind of want to keep him to myself and not right. tell anybody about it. And it's yeah. like, no, like you're hurting me by doing that. For I get sure. it, but yeah. like I kind of need you to. Well, that's like super lame. Uh, I remember in high school when Green Day or middle school when Green Day started getting like big, everyone was like, fuck Green Day. I was like, dude, what are you talking about? Their fucking last album was the best album they ever put out. Well, actually, I like her plunk and like, 1029 smooth that slap happy hours or whatever but mm-hmm. dude all green day shit's dope i don't there's a lag wagon song where he goes like there's the lyrics are sort of like you you get mad just because we finally have enough money to eat food and like he's talking about like sold out and like seeing kids and how like but my thing was like i want you know my, my thing is like when I look back on like some of the bands that I've been in or Hypercrush even, it's like in some ways it's almost cooler that like we fought, we're fighting the good fight. Right. So right. If, if, if and when you, you know, achieve more than you already have, it's almost like twice as sweet. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. Or even if nothing happens, nothing, if you never achieve anything, like you've already done so much and it's so rad and you're so talented and you're going to go on to do like, there's this saying like no one ever fails. We just like give up. Right. It's so true. Like, and the future is just unknown. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with that. It's, it's a scary thought knowing that there's a possibility. And I've thought about this a lot this year, you know, the possibility, like maybe I've hit my peak, you know, like I, I thought about that. And then I I kind of came to peace with it. Yeah, not saying that I have. You know, well, well that that's just a a, 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 a relative word. Yeah, I don't even think that that's I tr- I don't want to even look at. I've reprogrammed my brain to mm-hmm. even think of things in that way. Yeah, even though it's hard with like numbers and views and likes and comments and subscribers and money and but all those things are just like external. It's all, it really all is kind of bullshit when you, when you really think about it. I I know for me, I'm just driven by this insecurity and this fear and those numbers and likes and all that stuff just like either reinforces my insecurity or like validates me. And that's really what we're, what I'm here to what I, what, what was motivating me in the beginning that's now that's since then like sort of changed through like all the shit I've been through, which is like even if we do get what we think or what the, what society thinks is like the, 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 the success or the peak or the, 
it's almost like it doesn't mean anything unless it makes us happy or it makes us feel fulfilled, which we actually can have now. Right. Right. Which is kind of a trip to, 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 to reprogram how you think about things. But yeah, I mean, when I, I remember when I first started on YouTube, I was, <clears throat> I was so concerned with, you know, you know, I'm still kind of concerned obviously today, but yeah, I as, can time, tell. as time has gone on, you know, I've started, not caring less, but I stopped looking as much at the comment section or how many likes I get, how many dislikes did I get, how many views did I get. You know, obviously it's important for me to be aware of those things, but you know, the most important thing is just to keep focused on the content you're making. Yeah. You know, and enjoying the process. Yeah. Cause if you focus on too much on the other shit, man, like you're just going to drive yourself nuts. (laughs) I would honestly say that 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 my goal is to care less like yeah. you, you said i almost care less but then you kind of like took it back a little bit mm-hmm. like for me like i actually do have to care less right. about those i have to not care at all about those things mm-hmm. but it's not it's a daily struggle really right it's not like this thing where i'm like fixed yeah because yeah. we go we we we, we care we, we get it and we're like oh cool cool and then and then we lose it and then and then we're we're like oh whatever it's all good and then the next day we wake up and we're wanting it again and we're mm-hmm. just it's just like this constant battle but if i know like in my heart of hearts like that it doesn't matter and that the truth really is like in the process and like in me being validated by the product i'm putting out like like dude that drama video and the song is just that's it you won it's so funny that it's you say so that. You, it's so dope. That's it. That, you won. I don't know if you like this, but whenever I'm making a music video, and this has happened every single time I do a, a video or whatever, um, while I'm making it and while I'm in post editing it, I'm like in love and so excited and uh-huh. happy. But that last render, that's like the official, like, all right, this video is done. Mm-hmm. I watch it and I'm like fucking hate this thing really i hate all my work really not musically but visually really yeah i i just constantly am, i'm really hard on myself i think i can always do a lot better uh-huh so it's it's a struggle yeah that's um <clears throat> that's interesting yeah um it's out there well it's no longer mine yeah once i release it it's no longer mine it's it's yeah. it's called drama by yeah. Boy Epic, yeah. it's out there. It's dope. It has over a hundred thousand. What does it have now? I think it's at about a hundred thousand. I mean, so you got a hundred thousand views. So that's like it, the way I try to be. The way I'm trying to, you know, reprogram. Like that's already enough people. Like you already like touched enough people mm-hmm. to be like, all right, this is like. Imagine if it only had like a thousand views. You know. Right. That's like, whew, maybe enough people didn't see it to where it could have spread or, mm-hmm. but you've got that little base where it's like you put it out there yeah. and now it gets to grow mm-hmm. and the people get to kind of decide. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. I know that you and I have talked about YouTube oh, and yeah. the way that they right handle their algorithms and so forth and you know, you, you hear 100,000 views, the video's been out three weeks, but I have like, what, 350,000 subscribers, so I'm like, you know, where are my subscribers at? Mm-hmm. But, you know, I've, after learning some information, 
you know. Well, yeah, that's one third. That's pretty good. That means that more than just your, yeah. There's a, a a bunch of people that saw that aren't your subscribers. That's true. You know, I yeah, right? I I dive deep into my analytics and I found out that you know a lot of people are viewing my videos that aren't even subscribers. Like yeah. they're just finding it. Right, and it's only been what a week or two weeks. Two weeks, yeah. I mean, come on, dude, three weeks. But it's three like. Weeks. Alex just lifted his two weeks sounded better for me. Yeah. So I, I have this. Uh, we, we we have a new guy working with Ridge named mm. Alex, who's like this YouTube guru. We we call him and and he the goo. He heard your shit at Jason's house and then saw your video and is like a legit fan. And he's likes a lot of dope shit. That's like awesome. we share similar likes for like my chem and. You know, um, different, you know, hardcore groups and, um, you were saying some of your stuff was influenced by the used dude. I, I sharp objects record. Dude. Yeah. And watching you perform last night was like, dude, this is really rad. I personally would love, I think that there's a void in that lane, like yeah. pop, massive pop, but angry and and sort of like punk rock emo roots kind of mm-hmm. um for sure i mean you know you have panic of the disco but they're they're kind of they're different now no they're different i'm just trying to think yeah. of you know we were talking the other day about how the label was comparing you to marilyn manson and it kind of bugged you but i actually think that's kind of dope yeah to be the new version of marilyn manson without the makeup though no like the <laughs> nine inch nails yeah. Marilyn Manson. oh yeah because he wears all black and he wears this like uh bulletproof vest and it's really a cool thing, and, and I'm really glad that we were able to go. Like, I don't go out, really. Really? I don't like... I think I've been, like, traumatized or something, performing in clubs for so long, sober, mm-hmm. and having sort of the mindset that it seems like you either have or are trying to grow out of, which is I'm fully defined by this career this success or lack of Mm -hmm. and going to clubs every night and only focusing on what i don't have right and what i want right and not really appreciating what i have and being in the moment i mean i missed out on so much because i was either at the show i mean dude i would literally be signing autographs thinking these kids really aren't they don't really know what's up and there's not enough of them. And I just would constantly be wanting more, more, more. Right. It wasn't enough. It just, I was like, all right, this is just a, 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 a part of, this is just a step in the direction of where I want to be. But until I'm there, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be able to take a breath and celebrate. Yeah. I know. You, I know what you're saying. And I, I used to have that mentality too. Um, but then I started thinking to myself, like, what if it comes to the day where let's say 10 years ago, what I thought was enough 10 years ago, I could have 10 years later, but I don't see that. I still think it's not enough and it's just this vicious cycle, right? So, so you're saying that right now you have what you wanted 10 years ago. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. That's what I always say. Like when I speak at meetings and shit, cause I'm sober, I have 14 years sober. And when I, t- and a lot of my, um, the way I think about things and, mm-hmm. and the principles I live by and this, the way, you know, my way of life mm-hmm. is because of AA and sort of these, these, these principles that I have to live by to stay sober. 
And um, it's uh, um, what, what what did you just say? <laughs> I was saying that it's a vicious cycle, basically. Always, oh, oh, just oh, oh. More, yeah. When I share, I talk about how if you had told me mm-hmm. that I was going to be where I am now before I got sober, I would literally be doing jumping jacks naked in the street, happy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or even five years ago when we were in Paris, like opening for Lady Gaga, which was kind of like in a lot of ways, the highlight of my career. Mm-hmm. You know, when it comes to performing, we had a lot of different success with like remixes and like when we put out the album and got like an iTunes feature and there were certain like, you know, peaks. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but when I was out there, you know, if you had told me five years before I went out there that that was, was going to happen, I would have been like, dude, that's all I ever wanted was like a, just a chance, mm-hmm. like just, just to be able to let some of the world know like this is what's up. Right. And then from there it can go if it's good enough. But when I was there doing that, I was running around with like, like a chicken his head cut off. T- telling the uh, sound guys like, or, or the stage guys like, you got to hang our banner. Like, we need to use our lights. We need to get our merch. Like, I was literally insane. You don't even know, bro. Oh, yeah. I was insane. Texting her manager, Troy Carter, which was our manager at the time. This is, we need to set up a plan and this is going to be the single. I was just so driven by like fear and ego desperately. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and I missed out on so much and I wasn't in the moment like celebrating um, the success. Yeah, you just weren't enjoying the moment. <laughs> I wasn't, dude. Oh, yeah. and, and, and my 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 whole life now is just enjoying every little thing because all that other stuff is just... I mean, dude, like, c- could you imagine getting what you think you want and being on the road and just being, and, and then all of a sudden just thinking like, oh, I don't really know if I want this. It's funny that you said that. You know, I've it's almost like, be though. careful what you wish for. Yeah. I, you know, what's funny is, is I find myself sometimes thinking like, you know, I'm a married guy now, you know, I obviously love my wife very much. She's behind me right now, but, um, I'm, I'm saying this only because she's here and no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I've, I've, I've found myself thinking, you know, like, shit, like, do I really want to be on the road for 10 months out of every year? I mean, I don't. You know, and <laughs> yeah. maybe you could bring her with you or you never well, know what it will look like yeah, if that happens. See, that's the thing. Like, I just, I can't answer that because I haven't done it before. Yeah. And I'll know, obviously, once I do it. Yeah. But I do know that eventually my life is going to lead towards film. Right. I'm not going to do music forever. Right. Like this, I'm not. So, you know, I know that everything is leading towards either being, well, being a director or an actor, some, some, mm. somewhere in that world, you know. Which is, it's very appropriate that we're talking right now because we, this podcast is, and my company and me, I'm very much, it has a lot to do with, obviously it's a video production company or media agency or, and the, the end goal is to make, narratives you know because mm-hmm. that's what we both love so much yeah and i hope you do do that because i think the world should get to see uh, y- your visual your art yeah. your movies because you're super ill with it hopefully we can collab which i think we will yeah for sure we will. 
Um, so you asked me a question the other night, what my favorite movies were. And the top five. Yeah, and I actually, to- I told you, like, I don't really think that we can, it's hard to, I don't think I can do that. And we got onto, like, this really cool topic of, like, movies and stuff. I was actually just at yoga with Steve Love, my uh, Donnie mm-hmm. from Hypercrush. Mm-hmm. And I, I asked him, can you, can you, it's funny whenever I talk to him, he's, he, a lot of times he'll just be like, he'll just be like, yeah, yeah. Like, he just mm-hmm. kind of doesn't really, I'm like, can you categorize, can you do a top 10? Can you do a top, like, how, can, how do you compare Fargo to um, Heat? Well, you put it in the same list. You put them both in the top. Okay, five. but 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 they they really do need to be in different. Yeah, well, no, because in my mind, Heat. Right, I guess you're right. Heat's like the best action film ever. Definitely the best gun scene ever. Yes, and then like Fargo is like the best, in my opinion, like drama. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I guess you kind of could categorize. It's just really difficult because I think you know kind of need to. You need to consider. I mean, because Edgar Wright, you know, Scott Pilgrim, and he has such a different style mm-hmm. than the Coen brothers. You right. know, the Coen brothers are so often, most times, like serious and high level. They got a level of like comedic value although, in there, though. Although with, yeah, yeah Big Lebowski, it's like super Jeez, funny, so but good. also very high level. Right. Like there are certain people that will watch Big Lebowski and just not even get it. Yeah. <laughs> so so what's your what's your top five? Man, okay, so. Or 10 or whatever. I only look, so I love hundreds. I own hundreds of films, you know. I just, if I always say to myself, like, if I could only watch five more films for the rest of my life. You know what I mean? Like, this would be it. I right. Would, it would be Gangs of New York. Not necessarily in this order. Right. Gangs of New York, Wolf of Wall Street, Goodfellas, Inception, and Vanilla Sky. Whoa, three Martin Scorsese films. Yeah. Three. Yeah. So, yeah, Scorsese is definitely... Who did... Do you know who directed Vanilla Sky? Uh, not Cameron Crowe. Was it Cameron Crowe? You know what? I think it might have been Cameron yeah, Crowe. It's Cameron Crowe. What we need is Alex, our IT guy, to to find out who directed Vanilla Sky. But I, I'm f- for certain it's Cameron Crowe. Yeah, I, I like that. It is Cameron Crowe who who also did Jerry Maguire. I think. Did so. Cameron Crowe do Jerry Maguire? It sounds like it. Yeah, and then he also does like documentaries, like a Pearl Jam documentary. Yeah, and like he's a music guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that. So was so was David Fincher. He was he started with the Madonna music yeah. videos and shit. He did a Madonna music video, yeah. and I, I watched it. But I will say that Vanilla Sky was my favorite movie of all time for a, a period of for time. A while, yeah. And, I, and we were talking about how Tom Cruise is incredible, and if anyone doesn't like Tom Cruise or, or know what's really up. Like, Give that movie a chance. But not only that, but I, 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 I dare anyone to even mention a single movie Tom Cruise has been in that wasn't incredible. It's very true. But, but Martin Scorsese, yeah, that's, that's a, I think that's a cool, so three movies from Scorsese. And also three, three movies with DiCaprio in it. Right. That's my favorite actor. Wow, I was just watching um, Kimmel with uh, uh, um, with Tarantino. Tarantino, yeah, love and, Tarantino. He's my favorite director, but none of his movies are in my top five. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I think stylistically, he's my favorite director. Um, 
stylistically. Yeah. Um, but Scorsese is. Yeah, there's a little. I want to say there's a little more depth. It's just got more. It's a different tone. Yeah, it's yeah, a different. Yeah, it's like yeah. a serious tone. Yeah, you know, hundred percent. And plus, I just I really like the subject matters that Scorsese tackles. It's yeah. something I've always gravitated towards, and I think it's because my father took me to go see Casino and Goodfellas when I was little. Uh-huh. You know, so I I've always been obsessed with the mafia. Like I love The Sopranos. You know, even though Scorsese has nothing to do with that, but you know, I just I love The Sopranos and movies like that. I'm super stoked for The Irishman. Right. You know, De Niro, Pacino, Pesci, Scorsese, Netflix. <laughs> it's a movie. A movie, yeah. You know, it's interesting. I'm more, I would be more excited if it was an actual show. Ten hour movie. You know, I, I'm i not that way. Right. I, I, I'm not that way. I just want it to keep going. Yeah, that's true. But there's something to say about a film's length compared to a show's length because it, I just feel like it makes it that much more special and it's more of an experience than something that you could just continuously watch or binge. Because I've noticed that the more longer I watch something like a show, the more disconnected I feel from it. If it was a two-hour long thing, I feel like really connected with it and I can put it aside or put it away for however long I want and then come back to it. Yeah. And experience that for another two hours. You I know? get, I get completely what you're, what you're saying, mm-hmm. and and I've been, but I have been enjoying shows, and I think that when someone's able to do that for that long, yeah, like like for example, Mindhunter, mm-hmm. David Fincher's Mindhunter. I think there's nine or ten episodes. It's basically like a ten hour Fincher film, and I don't. There wasn't a moment where I was like, this is, feels like a show or. And that's just, isn't that, it's almost like times 10. I mean, I, I'm all, If I'm you can you. do it. Yeah. I mean, Sopranos, I think, is right? a great example because that show, so good. Yeah. I want to go back. I want to go back and rewatch The Wire and Sopranos. Mm-hmm. Dude, The Sopranos still holds up to this day. And, you know, obviously I've watched The Office 17 times. Yeah. I was just telling Matt. He needs to watch the Ricky Gervais's version, the original version of The Office, which I would probably say is up there in the greatest shows ever of all time. Um, yeah, man. I think the reason, like, movies to me is the 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 highest and and form of art. I think um, because you're mixing every different art form mm-hmm. and, and trying to make films. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just realizing it's definitely the hardest thing I've ever done. Yeah. And I've made music and, um, you know, designed merch and logos and played with art for covers. And so, you know, I've had a lot of experience with like, you know, graphic design and art and like, you know, visual art. And then mm-hmm. also like music, which is, I guess like audio art, Right. And then, but the film, the, the movies are just, you're just, there's just so much. I mean, it, it just, if, even if you, you, so you just, you start with, for me, it's like, okay, the look, the shot, the lens, the lighting, which is so, there's so much to that. The lighting and it's the stressful, lens yeah. and then the different angles and then the camera movements. And then there's the sound just like 
us talking, just like someone getting good sound. Yeah. And then the music, huge, like super tone, like there's different kinds of tones and mm-hmm. sound effects. And then acting, the highest form, I think acting is like, it's, you know, not, I think, I think that only a certain kinds of people I don't even think every person can do that because nah. there's an emotional, yeah. there's a real emotional, I don't know if it's, well, I, I want to say like a, abandoning your ego on some level. To me, and I could be totally wrong, this is just my opinion, um, but I think to be a good actor, a good actor, not a great actor, but a good actor. Be able to act. Be able to act. You have to be a broken person. Yeah. I say that because you have to have experienced life in ways mm-hmm. that are so heartbreaking that you get in touch with those feelings and really learn about who you are, who you really are. Yeah. So you can ultimately let that go and become somebody else mm-hmm. on film. Also, you know, be able to drop your guard to be able to drop your, Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're worried about being embarrassed or, or not pulling it off, which is very, I mean, you know, being aware of the camera and being aware of the people around you that are watching you and it's can be embarrassing. Yeah, it can. Hugely. It can, yeah. So you can't have an ego Mm -hmm. about it which is very difficult. So there's an emotional aspect to acting that I think that, yeah, I think all actors definitely have seen, yeah. you know, through, through darkness and pain, we grow. Right. So you're saying a broken person, I would say a wise, like mature, you know, someone that's, that, that's grown, that's learned a lot, that, that has life experience. Right. You know, and I, I think that it only comes through pain. Exactly. That, really? That's, that's what I'm saying. A broken person, you know, like yeah, going, sure. going through those experiences like helps you grow. You know what I mean? Like I've been through some pretty awful shit in my life and you know, because of that, I can't be angry, you know, but I'm a very aware that because of that, I'm able to get in touch with feelings that, uh, you know, somebody else who isn't broken would potentially be afraid of or Mm. want to hide. You know what I mean? Like what, is there anything you'd, you'd be open to talking about that you've been through that you learned Um, from, you know, I, I, I my stepfather used to beat the shit out of me and my mother growing up and you know, when I was that age, when that was happening, I, you know, didn't understand why it was happening. It was a scary thing for me. Mm, you know? Like how old? Um, I was probably between the ages 12 and, you know, uh, 15. And like, what does that look like? That's just like at night. Is he drinking or? No, I don't know. I think what it all came down to was he was a very like jealous person. I don't mm. think that he... He liked the love that my mother had for me because mm. I was her child and she would get a lot of my attention. He was just a very strange guy. Wow. But, you know, uh, you know, I look back on it now and, you know, of course I'm like, fuck that guy, you know. Uh-huh. But at the same time, um, I've, I've, I've learned to not be angry at it and I've learned to let go 
of that experience and it, it gave me an appreciation for you know women yeah. and you know obviously to never abuse women or anything like that because i saw what it, what it what he did to my mother and also just um it gave me a better appreciation for just respecting others and myself you know right yeah so that's what you learned from that yeah this you know you know and, but I, but also experiencing that kind of pain and that kind of darkness mm-hmm. what do you think that did for you i think it just kind of like helped me understand how vulnerable people can be and what anger can really do to somebody in in in, you know the cause and effect yeah you know like because i totally could have grown up to be a real fucked up person because of that but i chose to get a grip on my reality and my feelings towards him and the experience that I had and I used it in a positive way instead you know because I don't know I mean I just that that would be the route I would want to take instead of walking around every day with a chip on my shoulder yeah that's that's amazing mm-hmm. I'm just thinking about like how dark painful times um can help us be better artists it's almost like i just had this like thing about like okay if you have a certain amount of colors mm-hmm. to use in your palette then mm-hmm. you but you don't have like blacks and dark colors like mm-hmm. you can only do so much but if you've experienced darkness and pain then now like y- you can't just like be told about it right you have to have have experienced it to be able to use that in your art mm-hmm. and so many people that love art find it an escape and a way to, you know, get some kind of relief or, or you know, they relate because they're going through that, mm-hmm. you know? So if you can speak to them in a way that says, I've been through this too, right. which only comes from actually going through it because mm-hmm. there's an authenticity when you like, when you use those dark colors. Well, okay. So the way that I use my past experiences, like the one I was just talking about, you know, I... I try to put as much of that that emotion into a song or a video that I'm creating so in hopes that you know maybe it would help somebody mm-hmm. now that may be going through something that I went through. You Do know? you have any like specific examples or lyrics or songs that you can like um, reference that you've used some stuff? Yeah, I mean one of my new songs Cry for Me. Uh there's there's a a line on the second verse uh where I say, you know, things will be will be better when I'm gone. I cannot hold you with broken arms. Mm. You know, and that was touching base on, you know, my lack of confidence, you know, years ago when I thought I wasn't really good enough for anybody because I, I felt like my upbringing wasn't normal. You know, my family life mm-hmm. wasn't normal and it, therefore it made me some type of like less than person that I could possibly be in a relationship with and I just felt like I wasn't strong enough or good enough to you know not carry somebody but just connect yeah you know on a mental level there's a lyric that goes like well how could you love me I'm so broken yeah how could you love me I'm so broken yeah Yeah. like I, I I think that I definitely can relate to that, mm-hmm. but it's interesting because I didn't really know I t- to be able to tap 
into that and to, 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 to know that mm. is very difficult. I think a lot of people have that, but they don't know that it's that. Yeah. You know what I mean? They just like push people out because they're in fear of losing them or they're in fear that they, they can't love themselves because of the trauma that they've had in their life. But they don't really, they don't like, they're not emotionally connected to that. And I think it's pretty incredible that you are able to, 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 to see that. Like how, how do you, um, I spend a lot of time by myself. Yeah. And you're just thinking, looking inwardly and like kind of, yeah, I'm an overthinker and I, I, I suffer from anxiety. Did you, you know? did you, did you talk about that stuff? Did you do any therapy? Did you, did you? No, you know, I, I, I don't do therapy. Um, because I kind of look at my work as my therapy. Yeah. You know, it's, it's my way of to release, you know, and that, that's, you know, that's it. I don't know how I feel about going and talking with anybody. I'm not opposed to it, but as of right now, I've, I feel like this is enough. Yeah. You I know, mean, to each his own. Like for, yeah. for me, I, I, uh, spending so much time talking about it and, um, mm. you know, why I react a certain way to certain people, why I'm so uh, obsessed with like getting others to agree with me or see my point of view. It's just this insecurity that stems from like this trauma from my childhood. And it took me a long time to not just to see it, but to be really emotionally connected to the, who, who was that guy? Oh, for you? Some dude just walked in the front door. I don't know who he, how do you know people out here? Alex just go. Oh, my, 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 my wife just got the weed hookup, just came here and, and, um, damn, I wish I could just smoke a blunt sometimes. It's funny. You don't smoke weed? I don't do shit. Me either. Yeah. I'm sober. And just got the jewel and Red Bull. Yeah. My vices, bro. Yeah. Um, did you ever or like, ever what? Like do any of that or? Yeah. Yeah. I used to be pretty bad, bro. Yeah, I don't I don't really know. I mean, if it's if you don't want to say, if you don't want to talk about anything, that's fine too. No, like I'm, I I have nothing to hide. Because like a bi- another big part of this uh podcast, Wickham was sober. Mm. He's not anymore, but he's young and that's cool. Like I don't think he's necessarily mm. got the addict thing that yeah. I have for sure. I don't, you know, but it's, but it's a big topic that we talk about a lot. Yeah. Here. Well, you and I were talking about this the other night, and you told me that you think that I'm, I might not be an addict. I think I might have just got a, you know... Oh, I don't know. A little carried away with what I, I was doing. I will say that um, I definitely see a lot of similar character traits mm-hmm. um, that I have. Mm-hmm. This dark, you know, um, my w- w- at meetings when, I, when we talk about the meetings I go to and the program that I work when we talk about alcoholism, yeah, which is addiction and, and it's just the ism that we have. We talk about this, uh, attraction to the darkness and this, this impending doom and an unsatisfiable mind and a self-centered ego driven, almost narcissistic, like uh, fear based, um, what thought life, you know? Yeah. So I, mean, I definitely, <clears throat> well, I gotta say this, man, a few years ago, I used to be in a real bad place mentally, but what ultimately saved me, you know, music has always saved me and, and, and watching films and trying to create films and mm-hmm. music videos. It's always kept me level. Right. Mm-hmm. But what really helped me get away from the edge was my wife. 
Oh, that's cool. Like, marrying her was the best thing that's ever happened to me. Because, like, I got to not only, like, marry, like, this really beautiful, amazing, exotic woman, right? But she's also a very creative person, so we have so much in common. And, you know, she supports everything that I do, and she helps bring the best out of me. Yeah, I mean, I think that that might actually be a good... Yeah, segue. Why don't we? Yeah, why don't you bring? Why don't her we in just it? bring her in on the on the combo? Because we, uh, yeah, that's amazing. I think that for me, I have to be careful with that because I don't want to make someone else my. Yeah, I mean, although she is like my everything, but like at the same time, I need to have my own, which obviously oh, you do. Yeah, she's just like, like. Why don't you introduce yourself? Yeah, and. Uh, she, 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 she just, we just gave her a ridge shirt and she cut off the, it's looking <laughs> really good because she's got a slamming body and she's rocking like a small or is that a medium? A small, yeah. yeah. These are very true to size, by the way. Are they really oh, they are. Yeah, like some merch usually tends to run a little bigger. Uh-huh. This is actually like super true to size. Yeah, I think the ridge merch is a little bit, like it's a tiny bit small. Really? But whatever. Um, well, I dig it. That's cool. So what's your name and what do you do? And yeah. what do you, uh, my name is Melissa and I am married to this incredibly talented human being. Mm. But aside from that, I am an actor and so you say actor, not actress. Yeah. I like that. It's just easier. She had a, she had a check me when we first met. So I was like, so you're an actress and she was like, and, actor. and occasionally still do and not not just you and, and it's not a bad thing i mean to say someone's an actor or an actress or i just i like the non-gender yeah i do too because it. it's a craft yeah. it's not about who we are as people yeah act mm-hmm. what well, did you hear what we were talking oh so you and you also write and I, you have my script for my movie i'm trying to make which I is can't wait to read this. which is actually called learning to lose and this podcast is called learning to lose and i think my life i have a painting up there that's that that says I'm learning to lose. I saw that. Yeah, I love that. And I think a lot of that what we were talking about earlier is like we have these ideas in our mind what like winning or losing is or what success and failure is mm-hmm. and like you were saying like I think I maybe hit my peak and it's just like thinking in those terms is so I think toxic for yeah. for me especially. 100. So learning to lose is kind of like you know, when, when, when you lose a board game mm-hmm. and you're bummed out, it sucks. Yeah. But if you learn to be able to lose and realize, whoa, I just had a bunch of fun playing that game. And it's kind of corny thinking like, you know. Well, no, it's just like the journey too. Yeah. So that's kind of what that means. Totally. Well, I mean. And I love the phrase. It's yeah. It's like so dope. And I never really I know. It's a great it. title. That's like, that's the first thing I told Matt. It was like, this is a fucking sick title. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, er- earlier this year I had those thoughts because I was coming off of the tail end of what, which, what was the worst year of my life you know i got i got dropped from hollywood records the next month my father died and the and during that process um you know i had a falling out with a producer i was working with for over a decade so i really felt like my world was crashing down on me for sure you know and like i was i was in the dirt and i just kept getting kicked in the face, you know, and so naturally, you know, there's, I feel like there's a limit to how much a human being could take before you break mentally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, 
you know, that's when I started thinking all these negative thoughts in my head, like, you know, am I, you know, have I hit stuff like, have I hit my peak musically, yeah. you know? And, you know, after some time had passed and I, I got back to where I needed to be mentally and with the support of my wife and my incredible fans, you know, I started to realize like, wow, did I really just think about that shit? Right. That's insane. I'm yeah. just getting started. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. I love that. Yeah. You've always had that though. You, I feel like we all do in some way, shape or form. You just sort of slip and fall and, and like your world crumbles and you have maybe like a split second. And I think it, it, it just, it's to it like each individual as to how long that weakness lasts. Like, you know, that, that's like insecurity because mm-hmm. we all like suffer from stuff like that and mm-hmm. you bounce back pretty pretty. Yeah, it's just, a, I think when shit like that happens to you, man, it's just, it's just life letting you know like, hey, you're human. Just remember. Yeah, yeah and yeah. It, it brings forth a, 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 a higher level of like humility, mm-hmm. which I genuinely, I think humility, and it even says this in the book, humility is the answer to all my problems. It's crazy. And if you think about it, the, the, the source of all of my pain and discomfort mm-hmm. is from either not getting something I want or, or losing something I had. And it's, it's really just all about me. And when I'm serving others, which I think comes naturally from humility, mm-hmm. it's just everything's okay and it's yeah. better. And I'm like, oh, I didn't get mine. That's not humility. Right. So real humility is this kind of like amazing thing Mm -hmm. that when I'm in that, I can just do everything and anything and I have no no expectations of others and or myself. And I just, I'm just in this like awesome, beautiful, creative place, you know? Yeah. And I can inspire others and help others and I'm not worried about them getting bigger, better than me or it's almost like living life how it's supposed to be, you know? That's just like... Just well, being so selfless, too. Yeah. Like you, you were helping. Yeah, and I get it from AA, but these principles are based on traditions yeah. that are in Sermon on the Mount and in all religions. Right. All religions teach these things. And me and Jason talk about this a lot because humans are the only species that have the ability to do dirt, like yeah. to do wrong. Like, like consciously. Dog, yeah, like a dog doesn't like, oh, I'm going to do some bad shit now. They're just driven by instincts only. Mm-hmm. But humans have this fucked up ability like to like take this other bad path totally. because it's either simpler or the dark side. I always love using the Star Wars comparison because like the force is more powerful love and like, you know, service and, and it can be stronger. Like mm-hmm. Yoda is actually stronger than Darth Vader, but... But the dark side is it's, it's it's a shorter, easier, quicker way to achieve success. Right. Or, or or like the the Lord of the Rings, I like too because that ring signifies like this power that you just put it on and you have it, and everyone like kind of wants it. But it's really not. It's really not it. It's dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like uh, humility and, and 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 I think I, I hate like religion or whatever. But I, I do. That was actually what I was getting ready to ask you if you were religious. Well, I just think that like for me like. I can't be happy unless I'm tapped into that thing, Mm -hmm. which is that love and that just remembering the shit I'm talking about right now, which comes through this power and this faith. Mm -hmm. Cause like when you're thinking about, Oh, where am I? When I'm thinking about that too, when am I going to, and then I remember, Oh, I don't know. 
I guess I can't describe it. I'd mm-hmm. say this a lot. Like I can't describe God, my God, mm-hmm. with the la- the language and the words that I have access accessible to me. I just can't. Right. So I guess I could just say that when I think of that, what I what I believe that is, I'm like reminded that things are just fine and exactly the way they're supposed to be. Yeah. And then when that happens, I'm able to be in the moment and enjoy my day rather than losing it to that other ego and that want and stuff. So I guess you could say your God is like your humility. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, it's it's all those principles. Yeah. And when I'm in one, I'm automatically in Mm -hmm. all of them. Like if I'm being really honest, then I'm in humility because mm-hmm. I'm aware of the fact that I'm not as important as I think I am. I'm just this tiny little, and then naturally I'm helping others and then I'm, I have courage, yeah, strength and faith. And so these are all principles that it's like a domino effect. Mm-hmm. They, they talk about that in, in, in the program too. But, um, yeah, that was kind of like, you know, five years of being sober and not really understanding that stuff led me to this really painful surrender right. and then I just let go of everything. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah, That's insane. And, and then I, and then I just started like filming more and I, I'm like, I asked my best friend to be my partner and we're just like, fuck it, dude, let's just do this. You know? And it was like, no care, not a care in the world, not a kitten. I didn't give a fuck what anyone was going to think or if we were going to get hired or I was just going to fucking make dope shit. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. And then we started getting work and it was just like, and then as soon as I start getting shit, now the fear starts coming back. Cause I'm like, I don't want to lose it. Right. But so now natural. I have to remember. Yeah, like, yeah, that, yeah. And now I'm every day is a battle mm-hmm. for, you know, to remember that like, it's all, God given anyway, mm-hmm. it's really hard for me to say that word because I feel like people judge it so much, you know, because I did for sure. I wore upside down cross and I was like fucking Satan Whoa. and all this crazy shit, Start. you know? Yeah, but I think, I mean, you're, you've already explained how you view religion anyway, so I think it's just, it's just a word. Like yeah. to me, God is just a word. It's not something that defines anything and each person has their own totally version of it and i think that's what's important yeah i i think my biggest thing was um i I don't get offended or think weird things when people use the word god i start getting freaked out when people try to push it on you right or 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 judge you because you don't believe like them, you know, I think yeah. that that's like where things get weird for sure. Yeah. I, I only try to help people understand that I've built my own weird connection through, mm-hmm. through like rightly relating myself to that on a daily basis. And then hopefully someone else will, will have their own experience with yeah, that. Of course, which is it's kind of sucks that it has a lot of it has to do with overcoming these pain, this pain and these obstacles. Yeah. Yeah. So you, um, I, I, I sent, um, I'm like really, this is embarrassing. I'm bad with, I'm really bad with names. Mm -hmm. Melissa. I sent Melissa or I sent Matt, my, my script or the, the trailer is really what's cool, but we watched it. it. It was really, it's kind of like a proof of concept. Like, I told her before I showed it to her, I was like, you remember the movie Kids? Mm-hmm. Right. 
And 100%. she was like, of course. And I was like, it's going to be like that. Right. But, 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 um, but there's a character mm-hmm. that talks about this kind of stuff. Which that's what was missing from kids was just like debauchery. Right. It was a glimpse into that world where there's pretty much, I think, with the exception of the cab driver. I don't know if you remember that cab driver who's like saying all this like woke shit to uh, Chloe Seventy when she's driving and she just found out she had AIDS. He's like, look outside, look at it's so beautiful, and he's driving a cab. With the exception of him, every character in that movie is just lost and just right. retarded, right. really. But in this movie, there will definitely be a clear message, learning mm-hmm. to lose. And I think, and also this, this artist, which, you know, I would love to try seeing if you can, you know, add to it or oh, yeah. I'm open to whatever. And see I love if, that you see, want to be an actor. See if I can pull it up. Well, what happens is he, through getting sober and finding this humility and sort of giving up, he then is able to write his best work ever. Mm-hmm. And as soon as he stops wanting it, it happens. It's really interesting. How do you feel yeah. about that? That's, you know, it's so interesting that you say that. Cause and you I, have ex- an experience with all this shit. Yeah. You know, it's, I do. It, that's why when you started talking about it, I was like, whoa, this sounds like my, my, what my life has been like yeah. a little bit, you know? And, um, it's weird that you said that cause I've always gone into the studio, you know, not fucked up on drugs, but fucked up in my mind of, people's expectations and and going in there and being like you know i gotta make a song this way but then you know and the producer knows this already because they've talked to the label they know what the label expects but then the the producer's also like hey be yourself but you know they'll dial it back a little bit and then i go in there all stressed out you know not knowing what the hell to do you know i get freaked out um but the beautiful thing about meeting the right producer like jason evigan yeah i've had the absolute pleasure of working with has been the highlight of my career thus far and this last ep that we worked on i have nobody telling me what to do i came in there with a clear vision of what i wanted this my new sound to be and Jason was just all about it. He got it. He understood it. And he already knows who I am because I, I think he sees a lot of himself in me. Yeah. Especially, you know, at, at where I'm at in my career of where he was at when he was, you know, it was like coming the same. Up. Yeah, coming up. So, you know, he just knows. And I think once you find that right producer, man, magic can happen. And when you're able to truly be yourself in the studio, it's 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 like the best experience because then when you're finished, you don't hate it. Yeah. You don't hate it and it feels like it's yours. You know what I mean? And you have a clear mind. Yeah. I think you need to go as far into your thing as you can. I don't think anyone should ever be. It is tricky though. Cause you, I think you do need to kind of be aware of what's happening. Of course. A little bit. Then that's what Jason's good at. Is I think he's naturally going to make it sound right, right, and current. Although there is, I think, um, sometimes uh, a value to making it sound off old or vintage. Or different, but, yeah. Um, yeah, that's rad. Jason's insane. Uh, it's it's and then and through giving up and letting go and mm-hmm. having that humility and that kind of like fuck it, you're just able to just go all the way. Yeah into your thing without any 
what are they going to think? Or it's just like, you're almost like, you're almost like, it's almost like, you know, if you, when you get so like, you're so sick and tired of being sick and tired that you're just like, (laughs) fuck it. And then you, it's almost like you're so angry that you're not, you just like let go and you're just like, and then you can just like really. That's where I'm at right now in life. Yeah. That's where I'm at. Last year put me in that mindset and I'm just like, because when I lost my first record deal, I was devastated. And now when I look back on it, it was the best thing that's ever happened that's to me. That's amazing. And, and these songs were written with that kind of... With that attitude. Yeah, that's You know, there, there's, there's some, a lot of anger in these songs, yeah. but it's just me releasing. Yeah. You know, it's releasing all that negative shit that plagued my mind for a year and a half. Yeah. You know? So they're not available. Just drama is right now. Yeah, I, I heard of the rest of them, and they're insane. The walking, <clears throat> the walking on giants one, I love. Walk on it's, giants. Walk on giants is one of my favorite songs. Oof. Yeah, it's crazy, and there's definitely some emotion and passion oh, in yeah. the. So, how long have you guys <laughs> been together? Um, we've been together for five years. Five years? Has it been five years? Uh, uh, yeah. When you got married, and we've been married for two mm-hmm. already. Um. It's definitely been, I don't know, we've, we've had, I think this is why our, and, and you could probably speak on this, but it's like when you struggle as a couple and as individuals early on in a relationship, it just makes you so much better. Right. And also like sharing, you know, creative things and, and being in like, it just helps you be more in sync altogether. I think yeah. that's something that's helped us tremendously. Yeah, getting through it. Yeah. Like, it's hard when you're in it, but then when you get through it, it's like... It's a, most, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've always told her that no matter what, the most important thing to me is that not only myself, but her too, I want her to always do what she loves and I'm going to do the same because I'd much rather live in a shack with her mm-hmm. and be happy knowing that, you know, we're doing what we love than as opposed to mm-hmm. if you were to go take this job or if I were to go take this job and yeah, like the money would be great or whatever, you know, the outcome would be of that, that would make quote unquote normal, great, whatever. We'd be unhappy, yeah. you know, because at the end of the day, all that matters is our love and it definitely exists, and I would go to hell back and forth a million times with her. So, yeah. you know. That's sweet. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I was recently, um, like, uh, at a crossroads with, with something where I was, uh, I didn't know what to do, like, what, whether we should put this video out or not, mm-hmm. which was kind of, you know, the whole Sheck West thing. Mm-hmm. And I talked to my sponsor about it and he was like, listen, if you do something that's not, if you like compromise or you do something that's not authentic to what you want or who you are, then that's just like you going, starting to go down a path where you're not going to be happy because you're, so just do the thing. Yeah. And then we put the video out and it was like, you know, uh, scary because you're, you know, that label and and some big people could be mad at you. And then maybe you don't get work or maybe some people are afraid to work with you because you, 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 a lot of things were scary about that. Um, but, but just understanding. And, and, and I think about this a lot. Um, what he said and, and, and 
you know, you just want to keep doing things that are in line with what you, where you want to be mm-hmm. or else you're going to end up somewhere that you don't want to be and you're going to be miserable because you're kind of totally. compromising and you're taking that job you didn't want. Like you, I think there's a balance, but... There's a balance. There always has to be a balance. But, a little bit, but yeah. I mean, I could I could touch base on that right now with something that I'm going through. You know, when I first started working with Jason again on this new EP, I told him, I was like, dude, this whole thing is going to be cyberpunk. And he was like, what the hell is that? <laughs> and I, I, you know, I coached him on what cyberpunk was and I showed him this world and he was obsessed once he found out what it is, right? Wow. And, you know, I've noticed a lot of these labels, because I'm label hunting right now, uh-huh. right? Hunting. And a lot of these labels are like, what is this? They don't know. Wow. Because they're not, they don't, it's not normal. But see, the thing is, to me, it is normal because I'm doing what the hell I want. And mm-hmm. I'm having a blast doing it. And it's my job to spread awareness that, you know what, maybe we shouldn't all try to be copycats and clones of each other doing the same shit. What would the world be like if everybody just the same thing was themselves 100 percent. yeah imagine how happy people would be yeah it would so be true. insane very true i think that i guess also with this incredible project that we we have a passion project that yeah. we've been working on for a while talk about, oh, that. Yeah. We'll talk about that briefly but um <clears throat> i'm writing a script for a feature that we want to produce and shoot and both star in so it's it's really like we want to go all in and, and put all our eggs in, in this basket because it's something that we really feel strongly about i mean it's a, the subject matter happens to touch on some current events that aren't so pretty that are happening in the world today like you know these women rights and then we're talking yeah. about some racism in the film and this interracial couple which we happen to be and how this couple sort of tries to you know the film's ultimately about love family and just that's it that's like well tell, tell them the premise of the, of the film so the, so the premise of the film is you know somewhere in a not so far away future women and, act, and actually men and women moving to this country and wanting all the legal rights that all of us have have to have the option of staying legally and having to um, submit themselves to sterilization so they mm. can't have children. Because of, like, overpopulation? There, there's a, it touches a little on overpopulation, but mostly because it just... They want to keep it in the country. Which is more like race control as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this, this couple meets, they fall in love, and then the film really starts taking place nine months into this woman's pregnancy. So they, you know, they don't play by the rules. They kind of become fugitives, and they uh. move out to this cabin. And it's, you know, this, the nine-course month of this woman being pregnant and all the trials and tribulations that happen throughout the whole, you know, pregnancy. And, and the fear, you know, that is stowed upon them of being so isolated and being on, like fugitives, you know, going against the country's law mm-hmm. and, and they're that, being looked for and there's people out yeah, and just, just crazy. Like and, the stress and the pressure of that, what that would do mentally to this couple, you know, yeah. especially when they're confined into a small space and also having to kind of like go back a hundred years and like learn how to uh, go hunting. Right. Or cause wow. you know, this guy knows how to do none of that. You and know, we see like super, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to, no, but fine. we see like super, um, 
what uh, what's the film with Leonardo DiCaprio that we love so much? Well, that's, I love Children. It's such a yeah, great yeah. film. I mean, We've watched like, it like a million times. Yeah. But just I don't think that you can make enough of those kinds of movies. Exactly. Like I, it's obviously going to be different. And I think that a story mm-hmm. giving a premise is like, like I said the other day, like I, an idea is like cool, but like, it's all about execution. And yes. like, exactly. if I tried to explain to you what the big Lebowski was about, you could be like, you're retarded. <laughs> yeah. No. A bowler who like someone's has the same name as him and his mistress gets kidnapped. The and he's like, brilliant, but it doesn't like, it's about who you guys are and mm-hmm. as artists and how you, with the music that. and the tone and like I think that definitely gives like a really cool platform to like deal with like pr- like pressure makes a it give, puts like a relationship into like these mm-hmm. gnarly where they're like arguing or they're yeah. fighting and there's values. so much of that it, it's almost and we were making this film I, I really love Blue Valentine it's one of my favorite films yeah. I'm obsessed with it I can watch it that's so funny because Steve just was saying how he loved La La Land. And that's a great the, film. That's the director. Same director. And I was like, how did you, I could never imagine you loving that. And I now want to go rewatch that. But yeah. Yeah. yeah there's Valentine, something really beautiful. That dude, film. Blue Valentine is like Well, I, I love. Because it's so real. It's I love so, the uncomfortable feeling that I get every, right. in, no matter how many times I watch it, I do feel uncomfortable. And so I that's feel, like tonal. And kind that's of tonal what we want. And yeah. then it's sort of that indie vibe. And of course, Matt, is known for just some dark shit. Like yeah, he has I love some that. dark, dark tones I'm to all, like, all his visualizing craft. Visualizing them in this cabin or whatever. Oh, they're yeah. so uncomfortable. You know, there's like so much tension, and they're living on this mattress, and there's no, it's like <laughs> Alex in the middle has of, got it. Okay. It's in the middle of winter, and you know, it's it's a really like rough thing. There's nothing pretty about them. You know, they're they're struggling, yeah, and we really want to be raw with everything that we. You know, to to the core of the dialogue and and to yeah. who they are as individuals. I think like that's been some of my favorite movies. Like uh, another great movie to reference of how real the conversations were in the the struggles was Revolutionary Road, right? With DiCaprio, Kate yeah. Winslet, great like film. like just like those arguments, man. They were yeah. so real mm-hmm. that where I felt fucking uncomfortable watching it like yeah. like i'm not supposed to see it you know i want to like and that's that's the same tone that we're trying to go for with this Whoa. you know did you ever watch that movie by the sea that too brad pitt angelina jolie oh i didn't and that was like, that was like <laughs> you need to watch that was it. such wow. a great and not just and i think we've had this conversation where i was like is this a great film because we were watching this like a-list no. couple who actually happen to be married in real life yeah. at the time and then this is why is this why we enjoy this or is it just no because it, it's a really uncomfortable movie they're uh-huh. like their marriage is falling apart they go out to some I th- island like yeah, Capri or something I, I think that it also there is a small factor in there too knowing that they're actually together in real life you yeah. know it kind of makes it even more interesting well I mean I'm sure it- it translates through acting. Yeah, 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 and I so, think that's so, something that we're going to be able to do acting in this. I mean, just when you look at her, yeah, there's something there that you would have to be like a master to be able to like replicate that. I don't even know that you can because there's a history that's just that's just real. Yeah, to be able to replicate that as an actor who doesn't have that history, I don't know if it's even possible. Yeah, right? I feel like I've seen it been done on film. What? I feel like I've seen stuff like that being done on film. Yeah. I mean, I feel like well, it takes great, great practice. To, I don't know if it's true to the core. I think it might just be like a fantastic mimic, but... 
I mean, I will I will say that I think that these kinds of movies we're talking about, mm-hmm. I think it's it's cinema evolving into something more real and more uncomfortable. I love that. That's yeah, so true. I, I love that too. And mm-hmm. it's like we've already seen so many great films. That's why I'm obsessed with doing this uh, this project that I want to do because it's like I really want to. I can't ex- wait to read it. I really well, yeah. I mean, read it with the with the intent to like. Of knowing that there's it, it, changes, it, we didn't really, but yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff in there. Um, but uh, yeah, like funny? We should be, did you did you write this? Um, I, I I have a guy working with me called Noah named Noah who has his master's in. Uh, he went to like AFI for like screenwriting or oh, something. Cool. Yeah, so he really knows how to structure and write, and he was able to just like write this thing because I could never sit down and write a script. I don't, I just know what I know about what I went through and and, and alcoholism and stuff like that. So I added a certain kind of authenticity to that. And Mm -hmm. then also like being frustrated in the music industry and being frustrated with like pop electronic music and wanting to write more authentic uh, songs with like, with like substance and being obsessed with like, uh, whatever. Um, so I, I was able to help, with some of that and okay. referencing some, you know. So could we say this is like a, a mild autobiography or? Oh yeah. Okay. For sure. That's awesome. People like me and Matt, mm-hmm. you know, I I, 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 and, and this is going to be awesome. I can't y- wait. Yeah. But like trying to do something new, like that's why I love Mark Duplass. I, I don't know if mm-hmm. you're familiar with him. Mm-hmm. He's like obsessed with, um, you know, letting them make their own, just like giving them um, freedom to, sp- yeah, letting the accident happen and continuing to improvise and see where it goes. And because when two people are arguing, you you can't really or or or, or talking or having some. When people have moments in the real world, you, there's certain things you just can't really write. I mean, I guess you could if you're really really good, mm-hmm. but you know, like there are different kinds of writers and directors. You know, Aaron Sorkin, and um, I just took his master class. That yeah, like great. he he's a very different. Like I think Aaron Sorkin and the Cohen brothers, these guys are amazing and they're 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 not trying to capture reality. They're making art. It's a heightened version of reality and they the people in those movies talk like no Normal. people talk. No, like like if you oh, watch it, nobody talks like that. Newsroom yeah, three. like I'll be watching those. I'll be any Aaron Sorkin movie you watch, you're mm-hmm. like nobody talks like that. Like Two people don't go that quick, you know, but it's amazing to watch, but it's mm. definitely, I, I, I listened to a podcast with him and Mark Marin, and he's like, I'm not trying to take a photo. I'm painting something. Yeah. Mm. I'm not like, but I actually am obsessed with trying to capture the reality, like something real. Yeah. Like I want to go into a house with young kids who are actually shooting dope the way that they did that in kids and like explore the real what's really happening yeah in a way where it's like uncomfortable and these kids are like well, that's exactly what well, we I want can, to do with our film too yeah, yeah like make it which as is, real as you know when you get in a fight in behind yeah. closed doors and, it's and, ugly and blue valentine and revolution these movies i think so have more of that where it's like i mean dude blue valentine is 100 percent. i think he's definitely trying to capture something raw so, yeah. and real who directed that the guy, the guy who did La La Land, mm. which is completely opposite. Yeah, but I love that. Yeah. I mean, that's I obviously that. a painting, but mm-hmm. I think there is different. 
And I loved hearing that podcast with Aaron Sorkin because I was like, oh, wow. Like, because I kind of used to get a little annoyed when I would watch some of his shit. I'd be like, dude, nobody talks that way. I mean, someone will finish their sentence and like the next person will just like be so ready to say what they're going to say. Yeah. It'll be so like. Uh, did like, he, did he write Steve Jobs or yeah. Did he write yeah, Steve Jobs? Yeah. Dude. Cause that's some of the best dialogue. It's man. insane, but nobody talks that way. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's not, like, it's not natural. like he'll, he'll, he will literally, there'll be like a four minute scene that will sum up like years <laughs> of like dial of like talking and figuring shit out. And he'll just say things. So he, he says things in such an incredible way. Mm-hmm. He, he says your mother, right? No, no, that's Darren Aronofsky. Oh, that's Aronofsky. But he says so much with so little, which is, I think the best form yeah. of writing or one of the best forms of writing. Yeah. I, I, you know, it's so funny. I just want to touch base real quick. I did, something I've been thinking about with your movie. Um, you know, given it's, it's, you know, what it's about and all that. Like I've been so not nervous, but just thinking to myself, like, how am I going to like put myself back there mentally? Yeah. When I've tried so hard to get away from it. Yeah. You know, but I think like, but at the same time, it excites me because I'm like, okay, this is my chance to really prove to myself that I can be an actor and I have to kind of like surrender to the idea that, you know, this is what I have to do, you know, and it's exciting, scary and, but I'm ready for the challenge. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Have you guys tried to do scenes? What do you mean? We've actually, that's how we met. Oddly enough, yeah, I I cast her in this is a really interesting story actually because <laughs> do you want when, to tell it? Yes, <laughs> I'm very fascinated by the out. First of all, it was a great outcome, clearly. But listen we, to this: when uh. we first met, um, I lived in LA and I, I I was in Dallas for a wedding, and my manager at the time in Dallas or my agent in Dallas reached out and said, hey, there's this really cool like artist up and coming in Dallas and he has this music video he wants to shoot. You would be perfect for it. He sent me like maybe a two-page summary of what the video was about. And I remember reading it and it was like, a little all over the place. So this is a different movie, or like, no, this is the first his like it was a music video. It was a short film. Okay, but he's that, like it was a, a. So you want to explain what your trilogies so are? I was doing it. Well, I was doing <laughs> it, was, it was a trilogy. So it's a it's three music videos yeah. with story parts in between. So it all ties it. It's like conceptual thing. So. Yeah, and you did these. Yeah, I did. I've done yeah. three. And I'm in them. Yeah. So we did it, and we everything. So when we you know we met, and it. It was like a weird vibe because we didn't know, like, we, we really didn't vibe that well at the beginning, which was really interesting. Wow. I, I was, I was a, a huge asshole because she was so just weird. She was so beautiful, and I was like thinking to myself, like, whoa, she, this is a real actor that I'm working with, and right. she's so beautiful. I'm so shy, you, you know? You were like <laughs> kind of like tripping. I was tripping, bro. <laughs> <I was> tripping <laughs> tri- you were tripping a little bit. Um, and then he just, he was like, just we're gonna take everything that I gave you like because I kind of prepped for what we were shooting and uh-huh. I didn't really have a lot of dialogue it was more like here's like what I want you to sort of be feeling and then we'll just like you improv. know we'll improv the whole thing and then we really we threw away the entire script and it was like a full improv experience so we have we have experience with that and then we also just you know we play around I'm so like I'm such a I'm so protective of the script that I'm writing right now and I I've, I've let him read a couple of pages 
here and there and it's more like that's why I was asking if you wrote your script because it's so hard yeah. to have something that has been in your mind and you you know put it out in writing and then have someone critique that and say take that and change yeah. it it's for me I, it's incredibly difficult I think that's where that humility comes in it's so hard and, yeah and it is hard which but. is crazy because in my acting I love that I love seeing and hearing feedback and like you know you go to castings and people are, are giving you negative feedback 90% of the time yeah which is I invite that all day long. It's more of the writing. So, so you guys sort of like fell in love. Well, I, I thought you were gonna. I thought you were gonna tell the story of. Well, I'm. I'm gonna, which, I'm, which story I'm, do you want to hear? I'm bringing you back to. Okay, yeah. Keep, so you're, keep us here. So, so you're so you're doing the auditions and, and then and then it's awkward and then you decide you really like her. Well, then he like he like wrote in the sex scene, which or like this romantic scene, I should say, and he was like, "It's not going to be anything crazy. Like, yeah. you know, we'll we'll see what you're comfortable with." And Amazing. I was like, "I know exactly where this is going." I like you know knew wow. from the get go, and then we did we. We play that's the like scientist. Really like kind of like that's like hot. That's uh, I. That's it was very sensual. Like it, yeah, that's it, amazing. And we shot it in such a way that it, oh, that's like, you, like so cool. We like captured our first kiss on camera, which was awesome. And it's wow. still my most viewed video of and all it time. Is, yeah. Whoa. How many how many views do you have? Yeah, Sixteen million. Sixteen million. Yeah. Us making out is worth it. I guess. Like like we we we. I did a video one time for Hyper Christian. There was this girl, and I was like, and it was just like I didn't really know her. So, mm-hmm. but she was like pretty, and there was this thing, and it was kind of like like an energy. It was amazing, yeah. and I was like, yo, like, <laughs> I don't know, I didn't do anything, but 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 this is even times ten. Well, you know, you know what really it, was it was there was also some other aspects to our story. That do, you, do you want to? You're looking at me like I, this is a question to talk it. about. Like, just I, I just don't know if we should. Should we talk about? Talk about I, I'm, yeah. how we came to be. Go for or it. Do you wanna, mean, or, I, do you wanna, like, or do you want to keep it off the record? No, I mean I don't mind. I'm I'm all for it. I'm all for okay. Spilling truth. Um. So Pat. Yeah. Check this to out. To layer truth. This is a very interesting story. Um. When when we met. We did this thing, this short film. I've I fell in love immediately with her, like head over heels in love. Like oh, oh, I know what you're talking about now. Should, should we? I'm cool with it. She was in a relationship at the time, a very dysfunctional relationship, and, oh. and she was just newly engaged. Yes, at the time as well. And uh, I'll let you finish it. I'll let you finish the story. No, so we. Well, first of all, I was engaged for all the wrong reasons. I think we we just we were trying to hold on to something that was broken like years ago, and you know I was really young and I was really dumb and and then I found this thing with Matt and we had like connected in a very creative way and I loved it yeah. and we like vibed on so many levels that literally it was it wasn't even about like there wasn't even like it, dare I say like sexual tension it was more of like. I just want to talk to you. That's amazing. All day long. Wow. And we would literally, so I flew back to LA and I was with, you know, this other person and we were, and then I would go outside in this patio and I would talk to Matt for hours. Whoa. And it was like every, right? Like for like months. every day. And then we found time to like, you know, like come to LA and hang out and then I would fly to Dallas and we would hang out and it was just, it was honestly like the big, the you like saved my life in that sense. I, I, I didn't look at it as me being like a 
home wrecker is that the right terminology no i mean i get what you mean because i'm thinking to myself man like that's so sad i just for I just, this other guy and if i was that guy it just right. be, but it's okay though it's beautiful it's like this is what was meant to i mean yeah to, like, that's what i'm saying it's like had i not could you imagine the signs were so clear could you imagine people that like end up marrying that guy and they just like live this kind of like uh, compromised life forever oh man that's the best way to describe it I, I looked at it as I'm really desperately in love with this woman and I know that I'm a good enough person to know that if I knew that they whatever they had was special or good you know I would know to back off but I, I could just tell that you were, well, very, yeah. you were very much a gentleman about everything mm-hmm. and it, it was more so in like listen I'm here like we obviously have this crazy energy between the two of us. I'm just letting you know, like I'm here, I'm not going anywhere. And you yeah, know, it just, it was a matter her. of time. Yeah. I, just, I mean, your people, you're talking, you're going to shoot something. And mm-hmm. it's me and my wife talk about this a lot. Like, I know I just watch your podcast. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, like you listen to the whole thing. Not the whole thing. But yeah. It gets pretty, pretty intense. I mean, we like, we're open for a while. And yeah. Just like letting. We're well, just trying to feel out whatever, whatever. You, then that's what I'm There's saying. There's a freedom. Like, you should have a freedom to see the world and the people. And, 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 you know, we should be able to talk to the opposite sex. A hundred percent. And be friends and be, and, and have, and have collaborations. And totally. I mean, you should know. Like I know, there's I mean, just Matt, no you, way. You're, you had a Matt did a, a music video, a very like explicit music video with a good friend of, or, you know, mutual friend of ours, and she's stunning. Mm. And she's in this Dirty Mind video. I don't know if you've seen that. But it's a very like. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. I've seen all the videos. I don't so, really remember. And I hear, you know, I hear like, oh my god, I can't, just I can't believe you like let your husband like right. touch this woman who's like right. in lingerie, and she's like top of him and and it's like it's art and it's different like i you know it's not like he's making stuff like that all the time which you know then, then we could have a conversation right. about why that is the direction you're going in <laughs> but it, cl- it clearly isn't um but above that it was like like we had a conversation she's like do you want to be a part of this and i'm like i think i think she's a better fit for this like mm. i think she would be great and then we you know we approached her i listen it was all professional you know it was yeah, Court- but I, I wasn't on set. Yeah, Courtney Ellis is a friend of ours, and I worked with her previously. So you know, there was a level of comfort there that I knew that I could accomplish what I needed to accomplish for the music video. And you know, once it started, or I'm sorry, once it was over, you know, it's like that's done. You know, we just it was there to shoot a music video. Yeah, like I, I know for me and my wife, like I don't. Neither one of us are just worried about anyone ever being able to steal what we have with each other. Like nobody could ever come between that. Give her what I get. Like and and nobody Mm -hmm. for me. Like no girl could ever replace her, Mm -hmm. or even like like no girl could even compete Mm -hmm. with what we have. So and she knows that, Mm -hmm. right? And I think I mean, look, I can only speak for my relationship. But I think that's what a healthy relationship looks like. You're not afraid. I mean, if you are, then I think that has a lot to do with... If I was, that has a lot to do with my insecurities. And I need to look at that, right? Like, if I'm tripping that she's talking to someone... I need to trust her. I need to trust that, I, uh, that she's... Yeah. 
that I have something faithful to you. Yeah. I, I've struggled with that. Like, no, be- but it goes even further than that. Mm-hmm. It's like if she decided to not be for whatever reason, and and she was like, I just needed to like do this thing. I'd be like, oh, okay, like what's that what's about what's all what's what's that about like Mm -hmm. i don't think that those scenarios need to wreck something that's so special like you see in these movies like someone fucks up or makes a mistake and it's over and it's like well did that really need to because society's you know made us think that it has to be this certain way and i just don't we have a different I mean, we're not like actively, you know, doing, of course, but, but there was a time when we were kind of, you know, we're young let's, let's, let's be free. Let's not keep each other like locked, mm-hmm. you know? And, 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 and if it's meant to, you know, if you let the thing go and it comes back, then that's, then you it's know it's there. legit, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I think that there's something to be said for that for me in my experience too, like, I don't think that those situations should, well, should ruin a fucking I think the incredible be- connection. Yeah, I think the beginning of us was that in a sense, just because she was with somebody else, yeah. right? And naturally, and what was right is that it just, we came back together. Yeah, exactly. And that's how yeah. I knew, like, this is it. Yeah. You know, this is... This is who I'm supposed to be with for, my, mm-hmm. for the rest of my life. You know what I mean? So it's, we went through that in a sense too, like not intentionally, but it just, it happened that way. And that's how I know, you know, what real love is. Yeah. I, I um, can I see my phone real quick? I, I, there's, I mean, there's a show called The River. I just thought of something real quick that mm-hmm, I just okay. wanted to talk about. Well, no, the love thing. Because yeah. have you heard of the show River? You, you know the guy who plays It? Um, yeah, oh, yeah, Ben Sazgard. So Skarsgård has, there's Skarsgård. four of them. Yeah, yeah there's, so the there's dad, four Skarsgårds. Like, OG, OG. And then um, there's three brothers. One of them plays Floki in Vikings. The other one's It, and the other the kid from It, um, and the other and Castle Rock, which is really dope. And then the other one is um, Eric Northman from True Blood. True, True Blood. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, like that really tall, good-looking guy. But 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 the 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 one um, there's this thing he says about love. Just because you said true love, he goes. Um, there should be more, more, more than one. Um, there should be more, more than one. There should be more than one word for love. I see love that kills, and I see love that redeems. I see love that believes in the guilty, and love that saves the brave. He said there should be more than one word for love. Yeah, I've seen love. This show is insane, bro. Mm-hmm. I've seen love that kills. I've seen love that redeems. I've seen love that believes in the guilty and love that saves the bereaved. And th- this is the father. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, like that love, like, and, and, and I was just, um, there's an episode of Louis C.K. with this old dude, because Louis is like bummed out because he just lost his girlfriend and he's just in so much pain. And this older dude was like, I wish I could be in pain. Mm-hmm from having just lost, like my wife died 20 years ago. I'm like, like that's a part of love is that pain and that, 
Um, I don't know. This is just some high level shit that I've been tripping on lately. No, yeah. <laughs> like, like, have you seen? Have you seen Swingers? The scene in Swingers where I've been referencing this a lot lately, where, where he's he's like just so bummed out, and and dudes like, you need to look at the shit you have, and and and, and you know, I, I I wish I could be you. You're the reason I came out here. Have you seen <laughs> Swingers? Yeah, yeah. of course. And, and, and it's it's when um. What's his name? Vince Vaughn or no, John Favreau. John, John Favreau's like mm. in the corner and he won't leave his house and, and yep. he just fucks this, this <laughs> other thing up. And, and, and the dude is like, you know, um, he, he's like, you know, giving him a pep talk. And then and beautiful and then, babies. Yeah, well, that's Vince, but and yeah. Then, and then towards the end of it, he's like, you know what? Like, slowly you start to get over it and then you start to miss the pain. He's like, this, he's like, this is going to sound weird, but you start to miss the pain because you lived with it for so long. Yeah. Um, and he's like, you miss the pain? That's fucking weird. But like, I don't know. That's just like something that I've been tripping on lately. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, I think we attest to that. You know, like, I mean, there's been ups and downs in our our relationship, our marriage. You know, but like, it's just different that, facets of love. I think. Yeah, that's just yeah, love, right? Man. Isn't totally that weird? Is. Love has so many faces. And and, 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 and and that is all. It's just funny how everything kind of for me comes back to like learning to lose because like if we see it as pain and, and bad and can we learn to see it as something different? Like, uh, I don't know, like Buddhists, Buddhists like talk about how wanting to be happy is this unrealistic, like whoever said we are supposed to be happy all the time, you right. know, and if you accept pain and hardship and different t- different things as just, you don't label them. You just accept what it is and you just kind of live through it and walk through it. And as long as you have some measure of peace mm-hmm. through that stuff, mm-hmm. we don't need to, I'm still working on it. Obviously it's, it's very difficult, but when I'm in these painful moments, I'm, you know what? I'm like thinking to myself, okay, I'm growing. What do I need to see here? How do I need to act? Yeah, a measure of a, a, the measure of a man is how they, deal with the hard times not when they're in the good times and it's just kind of like reprogramming how i think of life you know right you know i i use this reference often here lately but and it's so simple and so kind of like what but it's uh it's great whenever i am feeling overwhelmed or down or freaked out by any situation especially if i'm home i think about my cat like completely think about my cat and I, I, I sometimes will look at her and I'm just like she's a cat this this apartment is all that she knows mm-hmm. all that she knows is me <laughs> and my wife her mom and all she wants is food a litter box a yeah. clean litter box and love from us her life is simple and whenever I look at my cat it kind of brings me back down to earth yeah. and appreciate the things that a lot of us take for granted. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what's great about animals. Yeah. It's, it's so great. Just like what Jason was saying about the flower. Yeah. Oh, that was a beautiful story. Just you know? water it um, yeah. and... Uh, mm-hmm. And it'll thrive. Because, I mean, think about it. Like, your dogs, my cat, you know, Jason's animals like they're gonna love you no matter what yeah you could live anywhere they're gonna love you they don't give a shit about money or fame or whatever it may be you know i envy that 
I envy that, and I wish I could be more like that. Yeah, sometimes I'll just be home on a Saturday, and all I want to do is lay around with my dogs. I'm with you. Your dogs are rad. Thanks. They're awesome. I mean, I, this is, I think we're at, like, what? We're, we're definitely at hour or two. So, yeah, so we should, I mean, should we, let's wrap it up. Yeah, unless yeah. there's anything else that you want to say, I feel like. I mean, I just want to, again, like, sport the swag here. That, <laughs> That's cool. I know. Um, I just want to say, go listen to drama yes. on Spotify, watch the video on YouTube, and stop being afraid to tell your friends about my music. <laughs> Let's get it out there. You know why? Because if you get it out there, then that I'm going to be able to tour and come see you guys. Because, you know, touring costs money, man. You know what I mean? Mm. And I want to come see you guys all over the world. So, you know, share my shit. Yeah, independent artists need, need all the help they can get. Sharing such a mission. And, and, and commenting and liking and subscribing. And it's it's like we're you know, we don't have what major artists have and, and, and the results that we get, that you get are worth fucking 10 times as much because you're doing it. That's what I was getting ready to say. Do you yeah. know why? It feels so good. It's just, you know, I, when I read a comment that someone's like, yeah, I don't want to share this with anybody because I feel like it's mine. Uh, when are you going to come see me in Germany? It's, it's, it's like, so, um, suppressing. Yeah, yeah. People should try to understand yeah. that it's difficult. Yeah. And, 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 and an artist sharing what you love with more people isn't a bad thing. No, it's incredible. Um, thanks so much Dude, for, for Thanks coming. for having us. We love you. It's cool. Love you guys too. Thanks, Pat. Stay tuned for this great movie. <laughs> yeah. Movies. Yeah.